0: Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, listener discretion is advised.
1: This podcast may contain, but is not limited to, strong language, sexual content, violence, and death.
0: This podcast may not be suitable for listeners under 18. Hi, I'm Christina.
1: And I'm Crystal. Welcome Welcome to Crime Night. Night.
0: Tonight's episode is about the Salem Witch Trials. Salem, Massachusetts was settled in 1626 by Puritan's which is a sect of the Protestants. Salem was among of one of the first settlements in the New World, which we now know as the United States of America.
1: So in 1642, England established a penalty for witchcraft called the Witchcraft Act and the first known execution for witchcraft in England was on June 15th of 1648. The woman who was executed was an herbalist, a midwife, and self-described physician. In
0: 1688, Anne Glover, referred to as Goody Glover, was convicted of witchcraft and hung on November 16th of that year. Uh, Goody Glover was an Irish-born, She spoke Gaelic and was Roman Catholic. She wasn't a Puritan and Puritans were the ones that actually ran the trials. Uh, She was a housekeeper for the Goodwin family. Um, One of Goodwin's children accused Goody Glover of witchcraft. The Goodwin children reportedly displayed strange behavior, including flapping of the hands, making strange sounds such as like animal sounds and movements. Yeah, Reverend Cotton Mather published a book describing Goody Glover's um, case in 1689.
1: So, the winter leading up to the witch trials was one of the coldest winters on record, and the people of Salem feared, you know, starvation as well as disease, as there was a um, smallpox that was spreading through the village itself. Um, Salem was also an isolated town and the town's people were battling against um, Native Americans that were still living in the area as well as a group of French settlers who you know wanted that area as well. So all of this kind of led to a strain within you know the community of Salem with you know, between the community members as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get a little tension going on (laughs) with
0: outside is going to cause tension within the inside too. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of tension going on everywhere there. Yes. So in January of 1692, nine-year-old Betty Paris and 11-year-old Abigail William began exhibiting strange behaviors. Um, Betty was the daughter of the new minister of Salem village. And Abigail was Betty's cousin who lived with them. Uh, The girl's symptoms included making strange noises. They were suffering from bad headaches. They were throwing objects, screaming, making jerking motions and contortions of the body.
1: So in February of 1692, the girls' symptoms intensified and they were diagnosed with bewitchment. So their symptoms were actually similar to those of the Goodwin children in the case of uh, Goody Clover.
0: The girls actually blamed their slave Tichaba for their behavior. Now Tichaba ob- was observed and she was questioned about the behavior from the girls and if she had anything to do with it. On the 27th of February, 12 year old Anne Putnam Jr. and 17 year old Elizabeth Hubbard accused Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne of witchcraft as well.
1: And Anne was actually friends Mm -hmm. with Betty and Abigail. And Elizabeth was an orphan that lived and worked with her uncle who was the local town physician.
0: 39-year-old Sarah Good was the pregnant wife of a day laborer. And Sarah and her husband were very poor. She would go door-to-door begging for food and, you know, hands out like clothing, what have you. So they were they were kind of outcasts because of their social, social no. status. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So on the 29th of February, Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne were the first to be arrested in the witch trial.
0: Now in March of 1692, Tituba, Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne were all inspected for witch marks. Now the witch marks would consist of moles, scars, birthmarks, sores, tattoos, teats that were an extra nipple that a witch familiar was believed to have nursed from. Now most of these Indications of being a witch everybody has nowadays. Yeah. So and it's
1: basically it was any like imperfection as mm-hmm. they believed then, you know. Um, but yeah, something that basically everybody has at least something that's you know, a sore, or birthmark, scar, mole, like that's very common. common things. Back then and now. Yeah. And tattoos nowadays mm-hmm. are more
0: common. I mean it's
1: yeah, then probably I would imagine those weren't as common as they are today right but they probably still have
0: um and, and when they found any suspicious marks or moles or anything like that they would actually prick them with needles
1: Tichiba confessed and named both the sarahs um as witches sarah good claimed that she was innocent and blamed the other two and sarah osborne also you know claimed her innocence as well and then during their time in jail, Tituba actually added more details to her story.
0: Ann Putnam Jr. accused Elizabeth Proctor and 72-year-old Martha Corey. Elizabeth's grandmother was actually accused with witchcraft in uh, 1669.
1: It's so a little family history going on there. Yeah, so I'm sure that did not look Mm-mm. well when she was... Accused, and they're like, Well, your grandmother was a witch, so Mm -hmm. you must be a witch too, Mm -hmm. and did not bode well for her.
0: Not at all. Elizabeth's 17 year old servant, Mary Warren, began having fits after the accusations. Martha was a respected um, community and church member as well.
1: So, Abigail Williams accused 71 year old Rebecca Nurse of witchcraft. Rebecca was popular amongst the town people and she was known to be very religious. She did however have a feud over land with the Putnams and she also did not like the appointment of Samuel Paris as a minister of Salem and Samuel Paris was actually Abigail's uncle and was also a friend of the Putnams. Rebecca's husband, John, was a wealthy farmer who was a critic of the witch trials.
0: Four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good, her name was Dorcas, was charged and arrested with witchcraft at four.
1: They didn't care about age at that point, so it was you're a witch, you're a witch. It didn't matter if you were at four, four years old or 70 years old. So
0: Dorcas' answers in her examinations were interpreted to a confession implementing her mother
1: what they say i don't know that like (laughs) you could really take that as you know facts and i'm sure they probably you know led her on i would imagine like it's easy to kind of convince a four-year-old to innocent to to go one way or the other um with things so you could kind of like direct them in a certain direction and i don't think they really even today would use like a four-year-old's testimony in court just because it would be so unreliable
0: like in our state that we live in i think it's like 13 or something like that Yeah. Yeah, because at
1: four years old it's not like really a reliable testimony Mm. their Mm -mm. their memories might you know can be easily swayed and you know their opinions everything yeah and they goes over
0: their head they don't
1: yeah they don't understand the full extent of you know everything that goes on as well So um, 16-year-old Mercy Lewis also joined the afflicted girls and accused Elizabeth Proctor. Mercy was the servant for the Putnam's. So uh, most of these girls were familiar with each other, were connected in some way, shape, or form.
0: In April of 1692, Rebecca Nurse's sister, Sarah Cloyce, and Mary Eastie defended their sister. Mary was religious and very well respected, and Sarah and Mary were both accused of witchcraft.
1: So 61-year-old John Proctor, the husband of Elizabeth Proctor, defended his wife before being arrested himself. And more than 50 men in Salem, Ipswich, and Topsfield signed a petition stating that the Proctors were not witches. Mary Warren
0: admitted to lying about the accusations. Mary Warren admitted to lying about the accusations and said that the other girls had been lying as well. She was arrested for witchcraft and turned on the afflicted girls. I'm sure that age. That yes. you can do to get out
1: of you it. Know. Well, yeah, she kind of tried to, she was like, realized um, this is not right and tried yeah. to get out of it. And yeah, well, that didn't work out Back very well really for fast. her.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, after her arrest, she once again started up her accusation. So
1: apparently that didn't yes. last long. Well, I'm sure the pressure after having been arrested, she was you know, made her start accusing <laughs> people once again. So Martha, Corey's husband, Giles, was also arrested. Giles had a reputation of being violent and angry. And he had previously been charged with murder of a farmhand, which he only got uh, a fine. And people believed that it was due to a bribe.
0: Only a fine. Yes,
1: only a fine. Mm. But, you know, bribery back then was. Probably more common. Yeah, and
0: and money was harder to come by back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a tough time, so when times are mm-hmm. tough, bribes ah, tend to. There you go. Go a little further. <laughs> Bridget Bishop
0: was also accused of witchcraft. Now Bridget was a widow. She was in her fifties, and she had a bad reputation. And this wasn't the first time that she was actually accused of witchcraft either. She had been accused prior. She was known to be a very beautiful woman. She wore bright colors, which was unheard of back then. And she actually owned two taverns. And there was an apple orchard behind her taverns that she also had as well. And men, a lot of men flirted with her because she was very beautiful. And all the the women in town, the wives and stuff like that, they actually disliked her because of this.
1: So um, 65-year-old Sarah Wild, who is the wife of a local judge, was also arrested. Um, she was hated by her husband's former wife's family. So his previous wife had died and uh, he remarried and his previous wife's family were not fans of her at all <laughs> they did not like her so they also happened to be friends with the putnams um, once again That's the Putnam family again yeah. and the putnams are the ones who actually uh, accused her and it did not help that she had had previous brushes with the law including fornicating out of wedlock um, with a previous romantic interest not her current husband and she also broke the sumptuary law by wearing a self-scarf and what the sumptuary law was was a law that restricted excessive personal expenditures in the interest of preventing extravagance and luxury on either religious or moral grounds and this was more of like a puritan law Mm -hmm.
0: sarah's stepdaughters sarah bishop and phoebe wilds was also arrested along with sarah's bishop's Husband Edward Bishop Jr. and many others were arrested and examined, including Nehemiah Abbott, Mary Black, Mary English, Abigail Hobbs, Deliverance Hobbs, and Williams Hobbs as well.
1: So around this time, Mary Walcott um, started to accuse others, and she joined, you know, the afflicted girls after watching rebecca nurse's examination she was the daughter of captain john walcott and after her mother's death her father married a relative of the putnam's the putnam family mm-hmm.
0: so hands the hands and everything
1: yes the putnam name comes up <laughs> a lot <laughs> during this mm-hmm. sarah
0: osborne who was arrested back in february actually died in jail on may 10th she maintained her innocence throughout this whole time that she was in jail.
1: So Reverend George Burroughs, who was in his 40s, was also accused of witchcraft and arrested. And he was actually arrested in Maine. And he was the former minister of Salem. And he was the only minister that was actually accused and later executed during the witch trials. He had a tough relationship with the residents of Salem as they disagreed over his appointment of minister, and it seemed like there was a lot of disagreements about mm-hmm. appointments of not just him but other ministers yeah. as well, because mm-hmm. we, which we've seen with Samuel Paris, um, people not liking his um position as minister. Yeah, it's a recurring as theme well. there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and while he was minister he wasn't always paid and he would have to borrow money from the putnams and eventually they stopped paying him outright and he left salem after you know they quit paying him so the putnams who he had owed a lot of money to they actually um, sued him for money that he had borrowed for them and they were actually the ones who eventually accused George of witchcraft and some people in Salem actually believed that George was at the center of witchcraft in the within the town
0: I mean I don't blame them if if they can't expect you to continue to do your job without being paid I mean it's you have to make money to pay your bills and be able to eat and put a roof over your head and Mm -hmm. stuff so I don't blame him for for leaving. Yeah. I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. He didn't have any money to pay the family back either. However, I mean, Mm -hmm. he could have handled that differently, but he didn't have a choice. Mm
1: -hmm. Because they weren't, you know, he was supposed to be paid for this Mm -hmm. job. He was was doing a job, but he wasn't getting paid, so...
0: Yeah. It wasn't fair on him. Susanna Martin was a poor widow and she was in her 70s and she was actually arrested as well and like many others she was this was not her first time of being arrested of witchcraft so it seems like being a theme of finger pointing
1: yes and if you eras. already had that and I believe a lot of the people who had previous conviction or there weren't convictions but previous accusations of witchcraft were people that were kind of like outcasts or poor people or people that most of the town were not mm-hmm. servants slaves yeah they didn't like they didn't like them, them very outsiders mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. kind of outcast yep so sarah churchill who was the servant of the jacobs family was arrested and accused of witchcraft she ended up um, accusing margaret jacobs and Margaret's grandfather George Jacobs senior after she had been arrested and Margaret actually ended up implicating her grandfather during her um, examination
0: 30-year-old deputy constable John Willard was arrested after speaking out against the trials um being responsible for arresting accused witches mm-hmm. he began to doubt that so many people could be actually guilty of you know witchcraft so he mm-hmm. ended up quitting his job in protest.
1: Yeah. So after seeing like an uptick of accusations of witchcraft, he was kind of questioned it. It was like, mm-hmm. this is, this is not right. There's something's going on. Yeah. Something's like he realized, good. you know, something's going on and something's um, fishy. that ended up not being good for him in the end because then he was accused. Yeah. A lot of finger pointing mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you did, it seems like if you also didn't agree with, Everybody else, then you kind of also were like, well, then you're a witch too,
0: because mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: you don't agree.
0: But now the yeah. rest of the town, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now he originally attempted to flee, mm-hmm. however he was unsuccessful, so he
1: had to stick
0: around and deal with all that. Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. Anne Putitor, who was an elderly widow and worked as a nurse and midwife, was also arrested um she had a reputation for being sharp-tongued and just often quarreled with other people in salem and during her trial her medical supplies were actually used as evidence against her for being you know a witch yeah so something that would have been seen as probably like a normal job people probably wouldn't question it now suddenly during the witch trials oh you have something that mm-hmm. could be associated with a witch so mm-hmm. that's you know. must be one.
0: Mm-hmm. Alice Parker, the religious and honest wife of a fisherman, was arrested. She had a reputation of being a clairvoyant, and she actually once predicted that a friend's husband was going to die at sea.
1: Uh, Wilmot Redd, who is another person who had an abrasive personality and didn't get along with, you know, everybody else in Salem, was arrested for witchcraft as well and she had actually already previously been arrested and her son-in-law was also one of the accused reverend george burrows so there's um a lot of connections with people so a lot of families are you know you'll see a lot of families starting to get arrested in groups Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
0: Thirty-three-year-old Martha Carrier who was opposed to the witch trials after her sister Mary Toothaker was accused and she was also accused.
1: Um, the son and daughter of John and Elizabeth Proctor were also accused and arrested. Um, and Elizabeth's sister-in-law Sarah Bassett, and as well as John's son from a previous marriage Benjamin were also arrested for witchcraft.
0: Uh, Many more people were actually arrested through the month of May, which would include Sarah Morell, uh, Lydia Dustin, Dorcas Hoare, Philip English, Dr. Roger Toothaker, and his nine-year-old niece, Margaret, Thomas Farah, Elizabeth Hart, Elizabeth Jackson, John Alden Jr., and Elizabeth Howe, who was actually previously accused as well.
1: So in June, Elizabeth Fostick, Elizabeth Payne, and Anne Dolner were arrested.
0: The trials also began in Salem's courthouse. And during the trials, the accused would be questioned by a judge in front of a jury who would decide whether or not to bring charges of witchcraft. Anyone found guilty, Would be executed. The accused lives would be spared. If they confessed. If they didn't confess. They believed that their souls would be damned.
1: Which I don't get that. Because wouldn't they be damned anyways. If they were a witch who lied. Like, Wouldn't just being a witch make your soul damned. I would think.
0: Yeah. I would think as well. But apparently they didn't think like that back then. They didn't Mm -hmm. think of it maybe back Mm -hmm. then. Some of the accused would choose to die in order to maintain their integrity rather than falsely admit to being a witch. So many people who were spared were accused again.
1: During Rebecca Nurse's trial, she was actually originally found not guilty. However, after reconsideration, uh, she was found guilty as it was discovered that she did not answer one of the questions during her examination. And she was actually nearly deaf. So it's possible that she didn't even hear the question and answered without, or didn't answer it because she didn't realize it was asked Mm -hmm.
0: at one point. Bridget Bishop, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howell, Susanna Martin, Sarah Wilds were found guilty, he and Bridget was actually hung on June 10th, and she was the first to be executed in the Salem witch trials.
1: So on the 16th, Roger Toothacre died in prison, and the coroner found his death to be of natural causes.
0: 18 year old Elizabeth Booth so- showed signs of the afflicted and became the last major accuser.
1: On June 29th, Governor Phipps issued a reprieve, which was met with protest, and then he rescinded it.
0: In July of 1692, Margaret Hawkes and her slave Candy were accused. Now, Candy claims that Margaret
1: made her a witch. So Mary Lacey Sr. and her 15-year-old daughter, Mary Lacey Junior were accused of witchcraft and the younger Mary actually implicated her mom for witchcraft. And Ann Foster was also examined and confessed to witchcraft during July.
0: On the 19th, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Rebecca Nurse, and Sarah Wilds were all hung. It was reported that Sarah Good actually cursed the clergyman saying, if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. And years later, the clergyman unexpectedly died of hemorrhaging from the mouth. That was kind of coincidental.
1: Interesting. Mm. So on July 23rd, John Proctor actually wrote a letter to ministers in Boston, asking them to either stop the witch trials or move them to Boston or to appoint new judges because he didn't. Like the way that the trials were being conducted he felt that you know things were um being done in a wrong way so Mm -hmm. he didn't think they were you know doing things correctly
0: in early august john alden jr and philip and mary english escaped to new york
1: abigail faulkner senior Rebecca Ames, Elizabeth Johnson, Sr., and 11-year-old Abigail Johnson, as well as 14-year-old Stephen Johnson, were all arrested. When Rebecca confessed, she actually also implicated her son, Daniel.
0: George Burroughs, Mary Carrier, George Jacob, Sr., John Proctor, Elizabeth Proctor, and John Willard were all found guilty. Martha's seven-year-old daughter, Sarah, was examined, and Elizabeth Proctor was given a temporary stay of execution because she was pregnant.
1: So on August 19th, John Proctor, George Burroughs, George Jacobs Sr., John Willard, and Martha Carrier were all hung. The day after the execution, Margaret Jacobs recanted her testimony against George Burroughs and her grandfather, George Jacobs Sr., as she then regretted what she had said.
0: Second thoughts. In September of 1962, Samuel Wardwell confessed to practicing witchcraft.
1: Mary Osgood, Martha Tyler, Deliverance Dane, Abigail Barker, Sarah Wilson, Hannah Taylor, Dorothy Faulkner, and nine-year-old Abigail Faulkner Jr. were also accused. Samuel confessed to telling fortunes and making a pact with the devil. However, he later recanted his story, although others testified that to his fortune-telling and cast doubt on his innocence.
0: Mary Bradbury, Martha Corey, Mary Eastie, Dorcas Hoare, Alice Parker, Ann Pediator, Rebecca Ames, Abigail Faulkner, Ann Foster, Abigail Hobbs, Mary Lacey, Mary Parker, Wilmot Red, Margaret Scott, and Samuel Wardwell were found guilty. Martha Scott was actually a poor widow that actually would beg neighbors for food and something like that so she could actually feed her kids. And because of Abigail Faulkner Sr. was pregnant,
1: her hanging
0: was actually delayed.
1: Giles Corey actually refused to enter a plea in order to um, prevent his case from going to trial and it's suspected that he was aware of the law where an accused person who refused to plead could not be tried because he refused to plead he was actually tortured for three days until he was pressed to death on september 19 and his last words were actually more weight
0: Now you don't know what somebody is is they actually take you and put you in between like two boards and they actually put stones like big heavy stones Mm -hmm. on and they keep piling them on piling Mm them on piling on until they basically crush you to death
1: yeah so it took three days of heavy stones being placed on him before he ended up succumbing to his injuries Mm
0: -hmm. on september 22nd martha Corey, mary easty alice parker Mary Parker, Anne Pudiator, Wilmot Red, Margaret Scott, Samuel Warward were all hung for witchcraft. Dorcas Hoare had been granted a temporary stay at the urging of the minister so that she could make a confession to God. This was the last execution of the Salem witch trial.
1: In October of 1692, Dorothy Faulkner and Abigail Faulkner Jr. were released on their own recognizance to the care of John Osgood Sr. and Nathaniel Dan Sr. upon payment of 500 pounds. Stephen
0: Johnson, Abigail Johnson, and Sarah Carrier were released upon payment of 500 pounds to the care of Walter Wright, Francis Johnson, and Thomas Carrier.
1: So on October 12th, the governor of Salem, Governor Phipps, wrote to the Privy Council in England to tell them that he had formally halted the proceedings for the witch trials. Um, He ordered a stop to the arrest and ordered some of the accused to be released. It's actually believed that the reason why he decided to stop the trials was because his wife was also accused and he was like, this is too much, (laughs) we're done. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the members of Salem and the surrounding communities actually signed signed a petition condemning the witch trials. In
0: November of 1692, a superior court of Judicator was established to handle the remaining trials of accused witches in Massachusetts.
1: So on December 3rd of 1692, Anne Foster died in jail.
0: Abigail Faulkner Sr. and Rebecca Ames were pardoned and released.
1: Uh, Now five-year-old Dorcas Good was released from prison on 50 pounds. And she actually had ended up spending a total of seven to eight months in jail. So she was four and turned five, like a four-year-old in jail and these were not, you know, jails with always the best conditions.
0: They so. were really tiny, mm-hmm.
1: small mm-hmm.
0: cells, and, and yes. they were trapped in there, and and they were underground. So if there was any flooding, the actual water would come up in to their cells and stuff.
1: Oh, and I would imagine being, you know, that young in jail. Um, if her, you know, all the the others probably watched out for her, looked out for her, just because mm-hmm. she was so young and, you know, took care of her. And I would, I believe, they would have separated the males and females. I would think.
0: I mean, you're trapped in a little tiny cell, so yes, I don't think it would necessarily. I
1: would imagine, especially like a lot of the women who were um, put there were mothers themselves, so mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, her mother, and then the rest of them. Probably looked out for mm-hmm. the younger ones, considering that they didn't have as much ability to care for themselves as the older people. And I would imagine they probably tried to take care of the elderly mm-hmm. too because they're all stuck in that situation she together. They had
0: to grow up fast too. I mean, yeah.
1: being in jail for months, months at four mm-hmm. or five years old. That's just
0: ridiculous. Mm-hmm. William Hobbs and Mary Green were each released from jail on a 200 pound bond. And after the release, William left town without his wife and daughter as they had implicated him during the witch trials.
1: So there, there was, deserves was some right. Yeah, so there was definitely families that were torn apart during turning this on each time. Other. Yeah. They turn on each other. And then afterwards is kind of, I'm guessing at least in his mind, his, marriage was just yeah there's no not, trust he, there, he wasn't able that was not able to be fixed Mm-mm. it was done at that point yep in january of 1693 the superior court tried sarah buckley margaret jacobs rebecca jacobs and job Tukey and found them not guilty 16 more people were tried with 13 being not found guilty and 3 convicted
0: some of the ones that were not found guilty were Margaret Hawkins, Mary Black, and Candy, who those two were actually slaves of Margaret's, uh, There were Sarah Cole, Lydia Dustin, Sarah Dustin, Mary Taylor, Mary Toothaker, and the three that were convicted were Elizabeth Johnson Jr., Sarah Wardwell, and Mary Post.
1: 49 of the accused were actually released in January as their cases relied on spectral evidence, which was no longer something that was um, considered reliable evidence. And anyone that was found not guilty would have to pay their jail fees before being released.
0: On January 3rd, Judge William Stoughton ordered all executions that had not happened to be carried out. Mm -hmm. Governor Phipps then pardoned everybody that was supposed to be executed, and Stoughton responded by resigning.
1: So on February 27th, Elizabeth Proctor had her son, who she named John Proctor III, after her husband, who had been hung in August, she was never executed, but did remain in jail after the birth of her son.
0: In March of 1693, Rebecca Ames was released from prison. Residents of Salem and the surrounding towns petitioned for the exoneration of some of the accused, much, most of whom were executed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, for the sake—this was for the sake of their relatives and their descendants. Mm-hmm.
1: So, on March 20th, Abigail Faulkner Sr gave birth to a son that she named Amai Rahama, which means my people have obtained mercy in Hebrew. In May of
0: 1693, the Superior Court dismissed charges against more of the accused. Mary Baker, William Baker Jr., Mary Bridges Jr., Eunice Frye, and Susanna Post were found not guilty.
1: So Governor Phips actually formally pardoned those who had been uh, still in prison and they were to be released as soon as they paid their jail fines. He also formally ended the Salem Witch Trials as well.
0: In January of 1697, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting and reflection for the Salem Witch Trials. On April 19th of 1697, Elizabeth Proctor's inheritance from her husband's death was restored by a probate court. Her previous conviction actually made her ineligible for the inheritance originally. Also in 1697, four years after the witch trials, Reverend Samuel Parris was forced out of his position at the Salem Village Church.
1: So in 1702, the trials were declared unlawful by the Massachusetts General Court. And in 1703, a bill was passed to make spectral evidence no longer usable in a court. The bill also restored citizenship rights for John Proctor, Elizabeth Proctor, and Rebecca Nurse. August 25th of
0: 1706, Ann Putnam Jr. publicly apologized for accusing people who were innocent. In 1710, Elizabeth Proctor received over 578 pounds in restitution for her husband's death. In 1711, Abigail Faulkner was exonerated of the witchcraft charges. Yeah, Abigail actually partitioned um, for in court initially in 1703. So it took him eight years to actually exonerate her. That was a long
1: so time. So the court system wasn't any... Uh quicker than it is is now right (laughs) forever to get anything done in court
0: it was like that then still like that now
1: in october of 1711 the colony passed a bill um clearing the names of some of the convicted witches however not every victim was named as some of the families didn't want their family members names to be listed The legislation also gave compensation to twenty three of the families. The compensation totaled six hundred pounds. So that was almost ninety five thousand dollars in US dollars today. And that would be approximately almost five thousand dollars per you know person that was convicted.
0: Is that a good compensation for what they've gone through though?
1: Um probably not. I think it's yeah. crazy yeah so that was to split between all of the mm-hmm. families that got the compensation
0: it doesn't seem like a lot for yeah. having lost life and, family members yeah in uh, 1716 england actually held their last um trial for witchcraft and it was a woman and her nine-year-old daughter that were ones that were accused In 1718, Philip English, who escaped to New York during the trials, was actually compensated for his property that was actually seized during that time of the trials. In
1: 1736, England and Scotland abolished um, the persecution of witchcraft on the order of King George II. And in 1752, Salem changed its name to Danvers, Although seven years later, the king did overrule that decision. However, they just continued to use the name Danvers.
0: In August of 1957, the Massachusetts governor, Foster Furcolo signed the bill into law that officially apologized for the Salem Witch Trials that cleared the names of the remaining victims that were listed in the 1711 law. It took more than 200 years to clear everyone's name that's kind of crazy that's a long
1: time yeah yes so on the 300th anniversary of the child danvers which was formerly salem village uh built a salem village witchcraft victims memorial in honor of the victims and the city of salem which is where gallows hill and proctor's ledge were located um dedicated a park to the people who were executed during the witch trial
0: from June to September of 1692, the official death count for Salem village trial was 20 people. There was 14 women and 6 men. Over 200 were accused of witchcraft during the witch trials, of which 140 to 150 were actually arrested, 19 people were hung, one person was stoned, four people died in prison, and two dogs were actually killed after being suspected of witchcraft.
1: So Apparently dogs. I'm assuming could also be witches apparently well so during the trials it was nearly impossible to prove your innocence and if the accused actually confessed to witchcraft um apologized to the people of Salem and also indicated other witches they would be released and set free although any of the ones who were you know released were eventually Ended up back in there after being accused mm-hmm. again. So it didn't really help them too no, much. No, it did not.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So during the whole time of the Salem Witch Trial, they actually created tests to find out if a person was actually a witch. Now, there were several of them. Um, I'm going to list a few of them. Um, one is the floating test. So they would actually take a person and bind their body, like their hand to their foot and toss them into the water and if they floated they were considered a witch and if they sink they were not considered a witch so hopefully they were able to swim because if not they would have probably drowned
1: i would imagine a lot of people um not necessarily in salem but you know throughout the you know witch trials elsewhere in the world too Mm -hmm. um doing that task they probably have had quite a few people drowned
0: mm-hmm.
1: innocent people. On yeah you we
0: don't hear about any of that. The, the next uh, number two was actually the touch test and that is when the accused witch would put their hands on the afflicted and if the afflicted stopped having their fits then the one that was accused was actually considered to be a witch. And then the next test that they did, they did a prayer test. So they had they had the accused actually recite a Bible verse, usually. Maybe like the Lord's Prayer was like the most common one. Um, and they had actually recite it without making any mistakes. And if they made mistakes, they were considered to be a witch. Now, you know, if this person was illiterate or very nervous, they were going to have problems with it.
1: Or like, an, you know, someone who didn't necessarily go to church a lot because there was you know not everybody was Mm -hmm. going to church all the time and yeah yeah so i mean there's a lot of factors in
0: why that wouldn't be able to do it i mean no matter how how much you know something when you get nervous you're gonna mess it up oh Mm yes, i mean it's, it's bound to happen yeah just human nature yes so the next text the next test was witch's mark so um, most people have at least one mark on them
1: mm-hmm. so like an imperfection yeah. or it's freckles or mole or mm-hmm. tattoo yeah or so what some of these mark, anything like
0: yeah I, I, some, it's, it's... most
1: people even back then would have I mean I get kinda,
0: yeah Got mm-hmm. scars all over you and yeah. cuts and tattoos and all that ah. nothing about that mm-hmm so, but most of the people would have these, so during the tri- during the trial time, they were, they were doing like witch hunts, so they were going door to door and checking people out. So if they were found that they had any of this, these marks on them, they were thought to be a witch. So during this time, people were cutting them off, burning them off, whatever they had to do to get rid of these witches' marks. Mm-hmm. So these, these people were that scared mm-hmm. that this is, they were harming their own bodies. Yeah,
1: harming themselves to hopefully not <laughs> be accused of witch because once you're accused, you're pretty much yeah done for. Like, the likelihood mm-hmm. that you were going to be executed after being accused was, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Nine times out of ten. Yeah.
1: And, and then they actually after that because people, so many people were cutting you know these supposed witchet marks off they actually started seeing wounds as a witch's mark right because, so you've
0: you marked yourself so yeah, you now at that point mm-hmm. now have given yourself up even yeah. more so no way around it <laughs> no nope. another thing that they did was make these witches cakes now these witches cakes were made from uh, rye flour ashes and the afflicted one's urine. So they would bake these cakes and they would take them and feed them to the family dog. Or if they didn't have a dog, then they would feed them to like a relative's dog or somebody, the neighbor's dog, or you know, somebody that was close to them. And if the dog reacted the same way as the afflicted person did, then the person that was accused would be considered a witch and back then dogs were actually considered to be like devils or a link to the devil mm-hmm. so they weren't always considered to be a good thing mm-hmm. but everybody had them why yeah, so, i don't know yeah
1: that seems weird that they would that it seems like if this was like a test they were doing that a lot of people must have had dogs mm-hmm. and if they thought this was like a link to the devil i don't know why they even had them in the that but yeah. no i don't get that but okay. i don't either so the main accusers during the witch trials were mostly children um there were some you know adult accusers that kind of jumped on the bandwagon but like the main people who were accusing the witches were like the afflicted girls and um they were all under the age of 18 so they're all you know, considered children Betty paris and abigail williams were the ones who started the trials it's possible that they heard about like witches and um being afflicted from Reverend Mather's book as it was said to have been in the uh, Paris library at the house where they were living. Um so it was possible that
0: they know, overheard
1: they heard they you know, heard information it. about that. Um mm-hmm. and it was also reported that they were experimenting with, you know, fortune telling in order to find their Um, future husbands. Um, Also Ann Putnam Jr. was an important witness during the trials and she actually accused 62 people of witchcraft.
0: Elizabeth
1: Hubbard had a major role and she was actually old enough to testify. So, um, you had to be like a certain age to testify under oath and since she was old enough she was able to do that. So her testimony was actually considered especially um convincing and she was known to um act out in court so she would act like afflicted, um, mm-hmm. just kind of throw fits and whatnot, like what you know, they would expect from somebody who is mm-hmm. afflicted. And it was in a copycat. Re- and it was reported that she filed over 40 legal complaints and testified 32 times and her testimonies are said to have led to 17 arrests, 13 hangings and two deaths in jail. It's possible she actually copied Betty and Abigail's fits because she would have probably heard about what was going on with them from her uncle who was the town physician mary warren was the oldest afflicted girl and she testified against numerous witches before eventually being accused herself um so her um testimony there was like a lot of confusion surrounding it because she kind of gave very vague and evasive statements and she was the one who actually eventually told the high court that the girls were lying and that they weren't actually afflicted which of course you know angered the other girls and then they in turn accused her Mm -hmm. of witchcraft so she was actually um released from prison in june of 1692 and the last um of the afflicted girls was elizabeth booth who accused 10 people of witchcraft where at least four of them were executed.
0: With there being a lot of tension between the citizens of Salem and the surrounding towns at this time, there was a lot of finger pointing going on. As, as you heard, you know, we were naming off all these people and, and who they were accusing, and some of the people um, that used the trial to get back at rival families. So this was a, a payback.
1: And a lot of them were like, um, you would see where people who were having issues over land. Would, a lot of land.
0: It seemed like there was a to, lot of it. Yeah, Because if <laughs>
1: they were accused and they lost their land, and, you know, you could you know, take the take, land. Take the mm-hmm. land
0: over. And now you have the land that you originally wanted. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so now if they would lose their land, then they wouldn't have anywhere to farm on, anywhere to live, so that would push them into extreme poverty basically being homeless they had nowhere to go no land to live off of yeah and their, you
1: know all their finances with, that were in like their household would have been oh. taken with the house yeah.
0: yeah um during this time frame they were also doing door-to-door searches so the neighbors were actually ratting out their neighbors mm-hmm. so yeah. everybody once again out Everybody, of fear. Yeah, they yeah. were
1: like afraid that they were going to be accused. So it's like, kind of like accuse somebody else before you're accused. Mm-hmm. People were making decisions based on fear, fear which is never, never, never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Due to the large number of people who were accused of witchcraft, they actually were kept in multiple jails throughout Salem, Ipswich, and Boston. The prisoners were actually mostly elderly. And female prisoners' breasts were actually um, inspected throughout the day when they were in um, jail because they were looking for lactation for, like, you know, feeding their familiars um, or nursing their familiars. And they would actually record the appearance of their breasts and use that during their trials. That has
0: got to be one of the most uncomfortable mm -hmm.
1: So Feelings
0: that you could ever have to deal with. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine having to have somebody come inspect your breasts daily? yeah no. Probably multiple no. times a day. Like, no, thank you. Because, um, yeah, this happened multiple times a day. They, they were making mm-hmm. their bodies were being, you know, breasts were being inspected.
0: No. No, thank you.
1: And the prisoners who were actually in the Ipswich jail were kept in isolated, um, deplorable conditions and they had to do, you know, hard labor while they were there. And if they could not afford a meal, they would only get bread and water. So the conditions that these people were being kept in were, especially in Ipswich, um, Mm -hmm. were not good conditions and then they had to deal with essentially daily all harassment.
0: Other, all these other things that they were doing mm-hmm. poking and prodding on mm-hmm.
1: them. Yeah fair. and you know so many of these people are you know they're innocent people who I mean some of them may have done things that shouldn't
0: have been done?
1: Shouldn't have been done but I mean mo- like these people most there were some of them were upstanding citizens that like had good reputations and whatnot and yeah
0: but you know it's better to accuse somebody of being at fault than taking you know the blame on your own now the executions actually took place on a small hill called proctor's ledge and it was at the base of gallows hill contrary to what people may believe there was actually no witches that were burned at the stake during the salem witch trial so victims were actually hung by a rope from a tree and people would come from all around to watch this. The location of the Gallows Hill was actually unknown to be at Proctor's Ledge until the year of 2016 when it was actually confirmed. So after each execution took place, they actually cut the victim's bodies down from the tree and they would place them in nearby rock crevices Bury them in shallow graves somewhere on the execution site. Now, if you were convicted, you were not allowed to have a Christian burial. So being that they were hung. They were oh,
1: convicted witches, so they were not allowed to be on consecrated grounds. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, some of the families would actually take the bodies and move them to their personal property. And actually buried their bodies there.
1: And that had to be done in secrecy because mm-hmm. you know they saw these people who had been convicted and executed as witches as you know not being worthy of any place to you know really be buried. Mm-hmm. So if the families took them they would have to do so you know in secrecy. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact
0: that when Reverend George Burroughs was actually buried It was very hot that day, so they were trying to hurry up and bury him, and they buried him in such a daisy way that his chin and his feet were actually still sticking out from the ground. It is still unknown where many of the people that were executed are actually buried.
1: After the witch trials, the residents of Salem actually became ashamed of what had happened during the witch trials, as they, you know, kind of realized that not that many people would have been witches and they started to feel um, guilty and feared that you know a lot of them may have actually been innocent you know people mm-hmm. that they weren't they all actually the witches and... mm-hmm.
0: i mean it's easier to point the finger than have it pointed at you
1: yeah so it was you know like a bout of mass hysteria kind of and some of the reasons that they believe you know led to this hysteria was ergot poisoning which is caused from ingesting blackened grains typically rye that have been infected by a fungus and the symptoms include fits vomiting spasms delusions and hallucinations so it would be the same as what you would see with an afflicted person so it's possible that some of the people who were afflicted actually just had ergo poisoning and they also believe that some of the mass hysteria could have been caused by Um, social and psychological issues caused by, you know, poor nutrition, stressful Mm -hmm. environment, because they were having, you know, a tough time. They had disease. They're fighting with the Native Americans and French settlers as well. So it's just kind of a stressful time of chaos. And Mm -hmm. I believe that that kind of also, you know, helped exasperate the witch trials. Mm -hmm.
0: The courthouse where the witch trials were actually held was actually torn down in the year of 1760. So a plaque that is dedicated to the courthouse is now on the wall of the Masonic Temple. The witch house um, is located at 1310 and a half Essex Street, which is the oldest structure in Salem. And it is believed to have been built between the years of 1620 and 1642. And it was actually slated to be demolished in the 1940s. However, the historic Salem, Inc. was formed and they saved the structure. Today, it's a museum that has been actually renovated to how they thought that it would have looked back in the late 1600s. The location of Bridget Bishop apple orchard is now Turner's. Seafood, which is where the first long-distance phone call was demonstrated in public on February 12, 1877. And this is where Alexander Graham Bell actually called his assistant Watson, who was in Boston at the time.
1: According to the Salem Award Foundation website, there are actually roughly 25 million people around the world who are descended from the Salem Witch Trial victims and other participants. Thank you for listening to Crime Night. You can find our sources on our website listed in the podcast description. You can also
0: find us on Facebook and YouTube at Crime Night Podcast.
1: Please join us every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. Good Good night. night.